Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. Our scripture readings today begin with Luke chapter 14, verses 44 to 53. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witness of these things and behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. The second reading is from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering from many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me for John bought John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This ends our readings, and we thank you, God, for his holy word. Thank you, Donna. I hope you're paying enough attention to be looking at me saying, all right, Pastor, why did you have Donna read the same story, two slightly different versions back to back? I'll puzzle you more. They're by the same author, just, just to really make it goofy. You've got the tail end of the gospel according to Luke, and you've got the very beginning of the book of Acts of the Apostles. 
And if you look at the address at the beginning of the Acts, in the first book, O Theophilus, well, in the first paragraph of the Gospel according to Luke, Luke says, I've written these things down, most excellent Theophilus. So, gee, did Luke think so much of his buddy Theophilus that he wrote two books of the Bible just so that his buddy Theophilus would have an account, would have a record, because Luke says that that there would be an accounting of these things written down to keep track of them. Theophilus, by the way, means lover of God. So when you read most excellent Theophilus, look in the mirror. He's writing to us. And just as the apostle John referred to himself as that disciple whom Jesus loved, when Luke writes most excellent Theophilus, he's writing to anyone who wants to accept God's love and love God in turn. So personal letters are the gospel of Luke and the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And this event was so important that Luke said, I'm going to end my first long letter for my friends, Theophilus, and I'm going to begin the new one with a little more emphasis, the same story. You ever read a good serial novel? I've got all kinds of crime stories, detective stories, international intrigue stories, and the first chapter or the preface of an edition brings you up to date on where the characters were when the story left off. Anybody read series like that? I know you do, besides me. And a good author will do that so that if you've bought book number 13, haven't read the first 12, you're not totally lost. It makes you want to go buy the first 12 if he's really, really good or, or she's really, really good writer that way. So here we have writings to Theophilus. And Jesus has been back now 40 days since Easter. Remember how important the number 40 is in the Bible for completing something. He's completing getting his disciples ready for a transition. A disciple is still a student, one who sits at the feet of the rabbi, the teacher. An apostle is an emissary, an ambassador, one sent out with the teachings of the rabbi to take them to the world. They still haven't quite got it. There's a couple of indications there. He says, it says, he opened their minds again to the scriptures. Now listen, I had to do this. I had to do these things. I had to go to Jerusalem. I had to die. I had to spend three days in a tomb. I had to be raised from the dead. And he's still explaining how that fulfills prophecy and scripture. A few of these guys must have been slow learners. Or it was just such a big, they're still stunned by Easter 40 days later. And he's explaining it. And then we get another indication in the Acts that they still haven't got it. Lord, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? When are you going to make it the kingdom on earth? Because they've gotten their own land. Remember the number 40, they wandered 40 years in the wilderness to get it. They disobeyed God the first time. He made them wait a generation, 40 years. 40 days of rain to flood the earth, 40 days of fasting for Jesus to be tempted by Satan, and it takes 40 weeks for a mom to bring a baby in the world. 40 is all over God's creation. He likes that number for some reason. I'm not sure why months are only 30 long, except that's the moon cycle. Whatever. But when are you going to restore it to Israel? Because they got their own land. 
Took them 40 years to get there. And since then, they've been overrun by the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks, and now the Romans. They've hung on to the land, but they've had a lot of help hanging on to it, more help than they wanted. Lord, when are you going to make us independent? When are you going to make us the kingdom on earth? It's we're the promised people. And I can picture Jesus doing one of these. Did you get it yet? I've tried to tell you all these parables about what the kingdom of God is like. And he's been speaking for 40 days since the resurrection about the kingdom of God. So when are you going to bring it about? When are you going to get on the white horse, raise the sword, and, and you know, conquer Rome? Um, you're not going to know when. Apparently you don't get how. But you're going to get a gift of the Holy Spirit. And you've been baptized with water as John baptized his disciples. Now you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It must be scratching their heads. He'd promised it before, by the way, and given them a symbol of it, but they hadn't received it in full oomph yet. Not many days from now, we know now it was 10. Pentecost means 50, the birthday of the church. We'll advertising plug for a second. Next week, we love Memorial Day here so much in Sutton. We're going to do our Memorial Day observance next week and save Pentecost for a week later so that each has its own Sunday. So don't count if it takes us 57 instead of 50 days, okay? Just don't, don't notice that. 40 days and a few, you're going to get power. You're going to get the Holy Spirit come upon you and you're going to get power. And you're going to be my witnesses. Now, I'm going to be careful in Greek with the word witness. Luke used it both in the gospel and in Acts. He says, you're going to be witnesses. Witness, by the way, in Greek is martyroi, a martyr. So to be a witness is to put your substance in it, not just say, this is what I saw. Say, this is what I was part of. This is what I am part of. This is what I, I know and believe and share is to be a witness. The difference perhaps is envisioned in a ham and egg breakfast. Anybody know the difference between the chicken and the pig in a ham and egg breakfast? The chicken was merely involved. The pig was committed. The pig was a martyr. He was a witness. He put his substance in the breakfast. The chicken was just involved. We're called, I don't want this awful ugly image, isn't it? However, aren't we called still? If you listen to the words at baptism, even when it's just a baby in arms, more so when it's an adult who can answer the questions for herself or for himself, to accept the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we ask for that gift, and the water is merely a symbol, a wonderful symbol of grace, and we ask God's blessing on the water, and he left us a, a physical sense of, of touch there with that gift of grace, but we ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do we still? as those who, and it says, they went away with great joy. Their Lord has just gone back to heaven. What would the story have looked like if he just kind of faded away? Lit out one day from Bethany and walked off into the sunset with the words, the end, across the screen. No, I, I've been kind of flat. He'd, been, he'd spent three days in the tomb. He had a glorified body. What's he going to do, go back? No, 
He went back to Father directly, gloriously, and they now know we have an advocate, a brother, a friend, a Lord, a Savior in heaven because the disciples saw him go. And the angel said, what you staring up there for? When it's time, you'll see him come back the same way. Now with the, the crucifixion, they were terrified. With the resurrection and Christ appearing, they were kind of flabbergasted and stupefied and I don't know what else. But now that they've seen the story to its end, or maybe to its beginning, now that they've seen Christ and Okay, we may or may not envision heaven as being up still, although we still speak like it, don't we? That's how they envisioned it. There was a dome above the sky and God's heaven was above it. And Christ was raised bodily into it. And what did they do? (sighs) Now we're going to miss the rabbi. No, they danced all the way back to Jerusalem. Now they don't have the presence of Christ bodily So they go to God's house, they go to the temple and sing praise every day, blessing the name of God. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of eternity. Every day. We have reason for great joy. But we have reason for great expectation. I have physically felt Maybe I can count three times, four times in my life. A direct message in and through the Holy Spirit of God. It can be unnerving at best. It was always very startling because I'm as guilty as anybody else of not expecting it at any given moment. Although I, I pray for it every Sunday before I come to the pulpit. I need it every Sunday. Do we still expect the blessing of the Holy Spirit with the power of the words to give? We'll talk more about it on Pentecost, but they were waiting. They were back in Jerusalem, joyful, dancing, singing praise. But Jesus promised one more thing. And he said it wouldn't be very long. Now, what a wondrous gift. And again, we'll come a couple of weeks in Pentecost. We'll, we'll expound on that more, but... Do you still expect, having been baptized with water, do you still expect a baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'll vouch for the fact that it can occur more than once. It can occur when you least expect it, sometimes when you most need it. Look for it. Expect it. Pray for it. Open heart and mind to it and cherish it. God may speak subtly to you, He may send a messenger. You know what a messenger is in Greek? An angel. He may, as he's done to me about two or three times, plant a voice directly in my head and startled me silly. Caused me physically to stumble once when he did it in (laughs) mid-worship. Could have timed it better, Lord, but I needed it right that second, and he gave it to me. I'll tell you what it was. It was a Monday, Thursday service. You know how we love the darkening of the lights? And I had somebody in the choir loft was behind me in a, like here, there was a light switch in the choir loft for the, the floods for the choir. And I'd asked one of the basses I sang with us, at such and such a point, turn the lights off. And when I do thus and so, turn them back on again. Well, as I'm walking across the chancel from 
putting out the Christ candle, that bass looked at the choir director and went, now? And the choir director, for some reason, said yes. So in pitch darkness, a row of floodlights goes on over my head in the middle of Monday, Thursday service. I wasn't happy. I wanted the glare at the whole choir. And I literally physically tripped and this voice echoed in my skull, get over yourself, David. I mean, I heard, felt the voice, get over yourself, pastor. What do you say? Yes, sir. And go on with the service like nothing happened. Get over yourself, pastor. This isn't about you. That's just one. One of the visits from the spirit wound up in my being a pastor, but that's a whole different story. Look for that call. Jesus, we know now, his, his disciples have bodily seen him go to heaven. We know he sits at the right hand of the God, the Father Almighty, because they've got to see him go. And the story is recorded by them. And they lived it, preached it, and even died for it. Thousands of people died for that story, if you think it's made up. Not many people will martyr themselves or let themselves be martyred for a lie. Doesn't happen. Baptized in water, taught as his disciples. Maybe the spirit has reached directly into your life. Maybe it's yet to come. Maybe you'll get it subtly. Open hearts and minds to the living spirit of God that we too can be committed witnesses to the gospel of Jesus Christ in Sutton, in Massachusetts, in the United States, wherever our, our work, our play, our whatever takes us. Because God knows, literally God knows, this world needs the message that we are given as witnesses of the living Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.